Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta and you are listening to Podcast on Personality Development. Today's job market is tough and in today's competitive world, it is more difficult to find the ideal career path. And even if you do that, you still have to make sure that you are saving money in the influential world we live in. In today's episode, we do have one such person who has done it all. And now she is guiding people on how can they do it by being an author of Amazon bestsellers, five-day job search book and 1001 ways to save money. And by being the host of a YouTube channel having millions of views. But hey, before getting started with today's show, let me tell you that Personality Development Podcast is going to arrange a live guided meditation session just for the community members. So, hey, you are a part of the family now being a listener. So why don't you join the community as well? Link is mentioned in the description. So you are just a click away to join the community. So yes, intro music is going to play. All you have to do is click on the link and till the time that intro music plays, I'll get the guest of today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to today's episode. In this episode, we have an author, coach and the host of a YouTube channel whose vision is to educate the people about the career path, financial planning and personal branding. And today, she's here to share her story and her mindset on how did she do it. So please allow me to welcome any margarita yang hello eddie how are you doing it's so great to see you eddie i'm feeling so wonderful you did such a wonderful introduction of me i just want to say i'm so excited to be here today to share with your audience secrets to having a five-day job search and before we continue with this though i want to let everyone know they have to listen till the very end because there's going to be a special offer on how to get 10% off a signed paperback copy of the five-day job search. So stick around. Wow, that's that's a wonderful thing to say, uh, Annie. I, I really appreciate <laughs> that. This wasn't planned, audience, but, you know, uh, the guest of this show is uh, are really, really generous. So make sure to listen it to the end. Uh, Annie, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, before starting today's show, however, Annie, uh, I know like I have uh, I have given a good introduction of yours, but I feel it it was a short and crisp introduction. But I would definitely love if you can give your brief introduction. So that that would be just amazing. Absolutely, I am um, someone who was born in the United States to Chinese working class immigrants. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and um, but my parents, very frugal, still managed to provide for us. So we never went without food or shelter. Um, when I was 16, despite being a straight A student my entire life, I thought about what I wanted to do for my future and my career. 
And I realized I didn't know what I wanted to do. Maybe there's something out there not related to academics. So I decided I'm not going to go straight to college. So after high school, I worked a whole string of minimum wage jobs. And then through some misfortunate events, I did eventually go to college. I graduated with a degree in communications. But even after getting that degree, I worked at Domino's Pizza making $8 an hour. So (laughs) uh, getting a degree doesn't always necessarily mean you will easily find a job afterward. Um, But then later on, I moved to Boston from Texas and I decided, you know what, I'm really good at managing my personal finances. Uh, That's what I do for my marriage. I'm the CFO of the household here. And um, maybe I can give my shot at uh, getting an accounting job without any accounting degree. So I, I applied to 50 jobs a day. And within a week, I got a job offer for an accounting position. I have successfully landed three accounting jobs with no accounting degree on three separate searches. And that first time was only one week. Second time was six days. Third time was five days. So that is where the title, the five day job search comes into play. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. And I love the I I love when you said that CFO of the household. I believe all the women out there are are the best CFOs of the household. I'm pretty sure about it, (laughs) especially in India. I mean, I haven't been in other country, but in India, like women are the best CFOs. And uh, I, I really loved it when you said it. So uh, that's that's pretty amazing. And you you told me about this master degree program as well. And then you eventually had to, uh, you know, work at Pizza Place. And uh, <laughs> then the, you know, entire when, when you shifted to Boston and then the entire thing went upside down and you created a oh, sorry downside up and then you created mm-hmm. a great uh you know you, you became an author of the book as well which is five day job search so you know first thing which i i really want to ask because during these phases of uh you know life people tend to lose hope as well people start doubting themselves as well i i mean I have seen so many people that way like when they complete their master degree and then they are not getting jobs uh they they eventually lose hope and they then there is self doubt as well am i good enough am i not good enough uh do do i do i have to do something else uh what should i do etc cetera, etc cetera. and all these you know questions uh brings a lot of anxiety as well so you know the very first thing which i would like to ask you what was your mindset during that phase of life when you were doing a job at a pizza place and what and if let's say it was a mindset of losing hope then how did you change that oh yeah (laughs) when i moved i'm actually originally from new york city and when i worked at domino's pizza that was in the middle of nowhere texas like that is four hours from the closest large city dallas and when i moved there i moved there because my husband was going to school there and i i said you know we're married now even if there's no opportunity for me here, I will move here. I want to be with you. Right? I will make it work. I'm from New York. And um, the the kind of attitude we have from New York is if I can make it in New York, I can make it anywhere. Wow. <laughs> I, I came in with that kind of attitude. But I very quickly lost that attitude because when I moved there, I realized 
I don't even know how to get around because everywhere in New York, you can get around by walking, by taking a bus or train. Where I moved to in Texas, if you don't have a car, you can't go anywhere because the closest grocery store is a mile. You got to cross a highway, you know, like, um, so, uh, and every job listing I looked at said, you must have a car and you must know how to drive. And I didn't know how to drive. I was freaking out because like I saw 16 year olds were driving cars with confidence. And I, I was there like 23 years old being a scaredy cat, thinking that if I get in the car, I'm going to die. You know? wow. um, yeah, so I, I very quickly lost my confidence in my ability to land a job. And then I ended up having to work at Domino's Pizza simply because it was a 10 minute walk away from my apartment. Oh. So, so yeah, uh, I, I, I was angry. I was upset, you know, um, but I remember the first week after working there being so tired because I, I had to be on my feet all day I complained to my Indian friend actually and her dad was visiting uh -huh. and her dad was listening to me complain and then he, he went Annie we all have a quota in life you have to meet your quota so it's like everyone has to work but if you don't want to work now and you just want to laze around and be at home then you have you have to work closer to your retirement years trying to make up for it because you have wow. to earn money, right? So if you work those hours now, if you hustle now, you get to play later. And then, so I really took his advice to heart. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to complain about working at Domino's. I'm going to uh, work here and then I'm going to land another job. And then wow. if, if the other job pays me more, I'll get more hours there and less hours at Domino's. And then I, I kept landing more jobs throughout my one year there. I, I ended up working five jobs by the time I finished. Yeah, with oh. each job making a little bit more. And then when the ones that pay me more, I, I asked them to give me more hours. And then I decreased the Domino's hours, which paid me the least, to only like Saturdays and Sundays, which was their busiest wow. days to make oh. sure I got those hours on the weekend. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Doing five jobs uh, is, is something. Uh, and I, yeah. I can completely <laughs> relate with it as well because uh, I, I have been there. And I know how difficult it is. And when you said about driving, honestly, I am 30 and I still don't know how to drive. Because in Mumbai, we don't need to drive. Okay, it's it's fine. <laughs> and if if we know how to drive, drive then uh, it's, it's, I guess, the biggest curse. Because there is huge traffic on the road and you wouldn't want to be on a road. You just want to get on a train and get to the destination as quickly as possible. So... You know, in, in Mumbai, you don't need to drive, honestly, uh, in, until and unless you want to go out for a long drive with your partner. Uh, that's that's a completely different thing. But I'm looking for a partner who can drive. So, you know, that's, that's <laughs> so that you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So, so that you, you want a CFO for your household. You also want a chauffeur. <laughs> well, I don't want to say it out loud on the podcast, but you, you got me. Yeah. So the woman uh, who can do everything. <laughs> yeah. She has to be like a super girl. Anyways, let's let's just cut the topic over there. Uh, you know, Annie, I, I really appreciate you sharing that as well because uh, you know, having those five jobs, it's it's really difficult. It's 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 more than to hustle. You don't get breaks, you don't, and you have to rush around everywhere as well. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure that it's it's difficult, and I can completely relate with that as well. So, you know, when when you were doing these things, um, and I'm pretty sure now you are at a better place. You have been an author. So 
there are many people out there who are just starting off their career as well okay and uh, they they might be in a situation where you were right you know then back then and they are in that situation right now and then there are other set of people as well other people who are just getting started and you know they 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 sort of take things quiet for granted you know like they have everything but they are like uh, it's fine and all these things okay so what sort of advice do you have for for these pe- for these two completely different kinds of people I honestly would say my advice is the same. Um I I think I did the right thing what I did back then because where I it was like the middle of nowhere there was no opportunity. Fast food was the opportunity there was, you know. Um my advice is the same. If you want to hustle and make money, a lot of the jobs these days are in the bigger cities. Also thank God we have computer and internet these days so people can work remotely and a lot of um employers are willing to hire people who are not living in cities because of the technology that's available today that wasn't common even just i think 5 6 years ago it wasn't like socially accepted right another thing is people need to really take the time in their early 20s to think about what they want to do for their career Right. My sister personally, she just graduated college this year and when I asked her the question, what do you want to do? Because she got a degree in English. We we all learn to speak English. We all know how to read and write English, right? What are you right. going to do with that kind of degree? You know, um I'm not bashing the degree, but I just think people forget the importance of asking what do you want to do with your life? Because that is really what should be guiding you. for the rest of your career. Your career, if you really think about it, you you let's say you started working at 18 hmm. or 22, right? People these days they're working up until 70 years old. We're looking at 50 years. Like what are you going to do to earn money for 50 years? And if you really want to leave a huge impact on people, you actually have to start thinking about it now, not when you're in your 40s and you're halfway through your career. So uh, so this advice applies to everyone in right. that age group when they just finished school whether you know things are taken care of by the parents or not hmm. it's something you have to answer otherwise you won't feel fulfilled wow that's that's well said edi and i completely agree with that well i do have one more advice though i mean this is something which is really a great conversation so audience i have one more advice for you guys and this i say in each and every episode make sure to sit with a book and a pen okay because all the guests on this show share their wisdom and uh, i i really don't want you to miss that out you can listen to this podcast again if you if you miss something out but i would really want you to intentionally listen to this podcast and write down the things which you feel are important for you so make sure to do that going ahead in the show any uh, you know we are also going to talk about mindset in this show and mindset is something which is really really important so but you know tell me like about this one incident which happened in your life like you asked an advice from your indian friend and then you got an advice that you know you you have to finish your quota because later in the life you have to hustle more right and at that point of time your body is not going to support you as well so <laughs> you know this, this is really interesting 
So what happens is nowadays people will get a good job. Let's say they are at a very good position at the age of 24, 25, 26, right? And mm-hmm. at that point of time, when 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 we have to think about saving money, and you have also written a book of 1001 ways to save money, okay? So what is that, you know, mindset which made you first to save money for yourself? uh you know while you were earning 8 dollars and then you you know went on and earning more and more dollars per hour by working five, at at five different places so the very first thing is how did you got that mindset of saving money was there one incident or uh, was there multiple incident and the second would be how can people develop that mindset of saving money and investing as well I I would have to say I'm not I wasn't always super interested in saving money. It's not sexy. I think earning money is far more sexy. Wow. <laughs> um nobody you know, there's not much marketing and hype around saving money. It's like, "Hey guys, look, I just saved a dollar." <laughs> right, right. Versus like I can make uh $35,000 more. That's like, "Wow, I want that." You know, with $35,000 you can buy a car. Um right. uh for me personally, what drove me is actually personal. I think it's more of a personality issue more than a motivation thing because my parents the way they raised me is like whenever i wanted something for example i wanted guitar lessons they back then they cost $40 an hour and my parents got me guitar lessons but then all of a sudden because of that my parents would say things like well we got you guitar lessons for $40 an hour and they'll repeat that over and over <laughs> $40 an hour we pay for those guitar lessons It's a privilege that we never had growing up Now you must be a good daughter. You must do what we want you to do. Yeah. And 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 this is like they 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 did this more than once throughout my childhood and and um I didn't like that, you know? I I believe like if a parent's going to give something to the kids, sure we need to set boundaries with our kids, right? And and raise them right, but to use that as like a leverage for like therefore your decisions going forward should be this because we did something for you you know so do this for us in return i really didn't like that mm. um so thinking about that like i i i looked forward and i was like you know if i'm 18 <laughs> and i and i don't save my money and i end up having to ask my parents for money because i'm struggling or something my parents might in return say well because we gave you money and we supported you as an adult when you should be supporting yourself then we want you to go to this specific school we want you to go to this specific major and coming out we want you to work this specific job because mm-hmm. we supported you and in return that is what a good daughter should do like i i genuinely think that's how they would have reacted if i ever asked them for money because of how they raised me for 18 years i mean there's a track record there right. um so that motivated me even from my first job i was like i got to save my money i'm never going to ask my parents for money you know so even after 18 years old and I, i never asked them for a christmas gift never got a birthday gift like even if they wanted to give me something and and they even asked me well what do you want as a gift i said i don't want any gift from you <laughs> you know <laughs> no gift is fine uh the other motivator was my guidance counselor um when she heard that i wasn't going straight to college at 16 so every day no every week for one hour she sat me down in her office to convince me to go and uh, every time i just was more strong in my resolve i said no and uh, she told me i would be a failure in life 
like that was my destiny. You will always be a failure in life. So after 18 and working my first job at minimum wage, I always replayed what she said to me in my my head. I replay those words and I, I said, I'm going to prove this woman wrong. <laughs> so I wanted to save money just for that. Uh, as for the second part of your question, I think people simply need to find that personal motivator, whatever it is like um, me personally, my motivator is proving people wrong. <laughs> Other people might be more out of love and joy, which is far better and healthier. Uh, whether it's like you want to support your parents or you want to um, have your own family that requires saving money and getting really good at it. Right. So think about what is it that you really care about and and think about that every day and keep replaying it in your head over and over again. Wow, that's that's wonderfully said uh, the two stories which uh, I, I really, really like. But uh, I mean, I have to say this, that uh, I, I believe that Indian and Chinese parents are one and the same. Uh, I That's that's <laughs> what I believed after this. Uh, that's the confusion. <laughs> but uh, to, to be very honest, uh, I mean, uh, I, I had a pretty good parents for me. Uh, although they, they did the same thing as your parents did, but uh, I, I believe that was just out of care. And they once once they know that I'm doing well in my life, uh, they, they really appreciate me and they really, really support me. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's one thing which I just wanted to say. And apart from that, uh, I believe the your personal motivator, right, that proving people wrong is your personal motivator. That's that's one of the best things, I guess. Uh, really? And- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love that. Uh, and one of one of the one of the guests who came on this show, her name was Ashley Braxton, and she said this amazing thing about uh, you know breaking the chain of hate, and that is if someone comes to you and says you you know what you you're not doing right, uh, it's it's not right, and you have to make sure you do this to make it right. And in return, she just replies that, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy with my life, with what I'm doing. Are you happy with your life? And then full stop. I'm like, that's that's the best reply you can give to anyone. I mean, you, you just have to tell them that you are happy with what you're doing, right? Yeah. So I feel uh, that is one of the things which I just remembered after after you said me that. So that's that's really, really amazing. And I, I really believe you you are doing some great things in life. And, you know, first of all, 1001 ways of saving money. That is something which which is which is really curious uh, kind of a statement. And I really have to ask you this, that if you would like to give just like three ways to save money for all the people out there. And uh, of course, after that, they can buy your book as well. First tip is to pay yourself first so people think what you save is what you have after everything no the first thing you should do when you get your paycheck is you set aside 10 percent or more of it into a savings account completely separate i i thought this was common sense but it's not like i remember teaching a class and i asked the students what do you think pay yourself first means and she's like well you work hard for your money so you deserve it you deserve to treat yourself first so uh-huh. you can go get a manicure because you deserve that you know and i was like no no yeah. guys pay yourself first means pay your future your future yeah. self like mm-hmm. treat your future self like a utility bill that must be paid um second thing is you have to make the budget if you don't make a budget then you're not going to stick to it 
it's mm. it's not enough to simply do like these mental gymnastics in your head you actually need to write it down like exactly how much money you make after taxes on a piece mm. of paper <laughs> and then exactly how much every bill is and then you'll see exactly how much you have left over as for what's left over that needs to be budgeted very very clearly like how much are you going to spend eating out how much are you going to spend watching movie Hmm. and plan all those out especially like um if you have a big event coming up in the future and it's not like something you can save for in just one month you need to also break that out that that's that should actually be separate from that 10 percent minimum into your emergency savings this uh something else that you're saving for is its own bucket that needs to be contributed to over time so get a second savings account just for that to make sure you have enough money for that goal you're trying to reach third thing is um i i don't do it as much now because i'm more aware of my spending habits i've been doing this for over 10 years right um but initially the way i got really good at it is i tracked my money religiously after every purchase i i carried around this tiny little notebook uh, people are more high tech these days they have smartphones they can keep track on their phone but um the simple act of like taking out your pen and little notebook after you've spent money like at the grocery store wherever you went and writing it down what you spend it on you 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 start to think twice immediately after the purchase was this really worth it mm. and, and just that act of like questioning yourself man the, will this really bring as much joy and fulfillment that i think it does bring because a lot of people spending isn't just a math problem they think that it will add more joy to their lives otherwise what's the mm. point point? and mm. when you keep asking yourself this question pretty soon the the purchases that are not worth it will drop off by their on their own. Um, a lot of people have found this to work. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing, and I love it. Uh, to be very honest, and I can complete completely relate with it as well somehow because I have done those exact things. And now I'm more curious to buy that book and read it out, uh, you know, because I just want to see what are the other 998 ways which I have to make sure that I implement in my life as well. So that's that's wonderfully said. And I completely appreciate these three steps which you gave. So thank you so much for doing that. And, you know, it, it, it was really an amazing tip as well. The last one which you gave that you always have to write it down and then, you know, think about it, with, whether it's going to make you you know bring you joy or not and that is something which most of people need to do because uh you know most of the times people end up buying things and then they are just in some corner of their house and uh <laughs> you know they, they are not even using it and that that might have cost like really uh, expensive and but still they, they are using it now because you know it, it was just a one day or two day joy and for that one or two day joy they they actually spent like I don't know maybe 50 60 dollars but yeah I mean that's that's the amount which they might have spent for a one day joy mm. right so I mean I, I really appreciate you sharing that however now coming ahead okay and i am I'm, I'm i'm really feeling this amazing conversation and i really like the way you are answering as well you're short precise and <laughs> you know to the point i i love these kind of uh, answers so you know one question which i really want to ask is about when you talk about money when you talk about the career path okay and when you talk about long term goals as well so you know there are people after a certain 
uh, you know, four or five years of their job age. Okay, they have been on the career and they have been working in it for like five or six years. And now they want to shift their career, okay, into into something else, which they feel that, you know, it's it's really, really amazing. And they want to do that. And the thing is, like, in those five or six years, they have worked really hard. They have, you know, picked their name up and they are on the top of the schedule. But now they really want to switch their career. And during these times, it's 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 really tough to switch as well. And that then at that point of time comes a mindset, right? that uh you know it's it's fine to switch because i know i can do it okay and sometimes there is always a fear to switch a career as well you know transitioning is more difficult rather than thinking so really i think it's actually exciting i would view that with with excitement no it is exciting it is it is yeah. exciting but uh most of the people would have that mindset of transitioning as well they would have that fear of transition transition right so what would you like to say to them that's my you know real question because you know they they would be the ones who would who are in fear that they really want to switch but they are in fear that no i shouldn't do it because you know this is going good okay what if i lose this as well and i don't achieve there anything you know so what what would you like to say to them if you feel already in your heart that you want to make this shift and it will bring you joy. I mean, otherwise, why would it have been planted in your heart? We all have different desires. There's a reason for that. I, I think we're more than just our physical bodies. We're also spiritual beings as well. And we're here with a, a calling, a certain purpose. So if, even if it's a really like small, subtle feeling that you feel like you have to do something, which is this shift into something different, you have to go go with it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think maybe people are scared. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Okay, well, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to what you were doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no problem. You have your connections already. You can easily land another job in the same field you're already in. But you have to go take a shot because if you don't, if you do not change, then in my experience of, of watching how other people have lived their lives, you'll be forced to change. Circumstances will force you to change because the only constant in life is change. So unless you proactively choose to go after something new, you will be forced to do something new instead, yeah. either through a layoff or getting fired. You're, I think, honestly, you're not putting in your best work because you know there's something that you need to do. You feel it in your heart. It's what your intuition is telling you. So with limited time, limited energy, are you really putting in your best work into your current field anyway? And I personally, when I um, think of something new that I'm doing, I look to it with like excitement, right? Even with the launch of this, the five day job search, I followed this intuition. Like I, I didn't just decide like, I wanna be a career coach. No, no, no. Like what happened was like one night, I got this feeling like, oh, I gotta write this next book. This is the next thing I gotta do, you know? Um, I've I've been doing accounting, that's my full-time job. I still do that as a full-time job. I have accounting clients for my side hustle as well. Um, but one day I just felt this strong feeling, I have to do this. And if I don't do this, um, something's something wrong is gonna happen. Like, I feel like I have to contribute to help solve this problem. And then after I wrote this book, I was like, okay, well, 
Now what do I do? I have to actually help people land new jobs in in five days, right? So now I personally am in this transition myself of like doing accounting, but now I have to move into career coaching uh, rather than being scared. Yeah, I, I I do feel scared. Like many times, I I actually question like you know I I have spent twenty thousand dollars of my own money creating this new book, marketing, promoting everything on this new book. Like I have spent. The equivalent of a car, on just launching and promoting this book. Like that's how much money I put into this, and the sales that I have gotten from the last two months have not made up for that, of course, right? Of course. So then I'm here questioning, like, was that the right decision to put that much money into this kind of project? Because I haven't sold that many yet, yet, you know.、Mm. Um, but I, I'm telling myself, like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Right. Because this is what I feel like I have to do, and I have to do that with joy and excitement. You know, I I,、mm. I honestly also feel like a big、um, crash,、mm. economic crash is going to happen. So,、um, get ready for that too. <laughs> wonderful,、yeah. wonderful. I I really、uh, like the idea of sharing personal experience. I guess that's that's really something、uh, which people would more relate with, and I'm I'm pretty sure. That with your、uh, you know challenge which you take on on daily basis, I think that's what makes us and makes people feel like more humans. You know, like that's 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 our job. We we have to challenge ourselves as well, and we have to make sure that you know what I'm going to do this. Okay, and like the advice which also I would like to give over here is that. All you got to do is just start, you know. At least, at least give it a start, you know. That's that's the very first thing. Okay, you don't have to quit your job on day one. Okay, you you just have to make sure to get a start. And I feel that's that's really important to you know、yeah. just test it out. Like what what are you good enough or not? And I'm pretty sure like, once you have that feeling,、it. exactly right. I, and, yeah, people are overthinking it.、Just、exactly, do it. <laughs> Exactly right, and、uh, people, you can like you heard the personal story of any、uh, over here, and I'm pretty sure she she has a lot、uh, in 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 her pocket as well, like a whole lot of stories. And、uh, I would really invite her for the second episode so that she can share、mm-hmm. her story of publishing a book as well.、Uh, and Also, what you can do is you can listen to my story about this podcast. When I started in twenty twenty, I started with a twenty rupee earphone, which I get in a local train of Mumbai. Okay, and、uh, currently I have a really good setup, so I'm pretty sure you will get a lot of motivation to start something new when you are switching to your car- switching your career, and you need to have that mindset of giving a shot. You know, give giving giving all you got. And still, if it doesn't work out, it it it's not meant for you. But I'm pretty sure when you have a feeling of something that you know you want to switch, and because the feeling is coming because you are really good at it. So just make sure to follow your inner thought, your inner voice, and I'm pretty sure you are going to be successful. And all the best for that. However, any uh, you know, I I really appreciate you being on this show. I have this one last question. I promise, and、uh, that would be, if I want to compare、uh, any Margarita Yang、uh, five years before and now, uh, what what would the what would be the difference between 
the Annie Margarita Yang, which was like, you know, five years back and Annie Margarita Yang today. I'm a lot more confident. I didn't have this level of confidence that I had five years ago. Something I talk about in the book itself is the difference between courage and confidence. So five years ago, I had already learned public speaking around eight years ago. So I got good at learning how to speak and how to um, present myself, how to use my voice in a way that had more authority. But just because I can use these mimic what confidence looks like doesn't actually mean like deep down inside I have confidence just because I portray it you know that's something else um and people would always go like oh Annie you're so confident like you can just get up and talk to people no no you know um even back then it was I would call courage so I was I'm scared out of my mind you know it's my first time doing things I have no idea what I'm doing uh five years ago 23 years old what does a 23 year old know coming out of school working five years ago was when I was working at Domino's Pizza by the way um and landing that first accounting job with no accounting degree so that was that took guts all right um so five years ago I was like you know I have nothing to lose I'm just gonna apply and, and give it my all I don't care what people say because they don't pay my bills yeah I pay my bills you know um they're not thinking about me at night this is my life you know people don't people are not going to remember what I did or what I said so I'm just going to go for it um so it was courage courage doesn't feel good um I kind of realized when you think of the feeling of courage you feel scared your shoulders tighten up your chest something like heavy here right um and and we think like people with courage, we think of heroes, we think they're so different. And that while they're doing something scary, they must be all like, yeah, you know, like they're there's, they don't feel these things. No, courage feels terrible. (laughs) And you have to like, honestly, just keep going over and over and over again into doing something that you're uncomfortable with, until one day it turns into confidence, because confidence stems from knowing you're good at something. But not just that, You know for a fact you're good at it because you have a track record of actually like proof that you're good at it. Like other people say you're good at it. You do it like it's second nature, but confidence doesn't come until like so much later. So I would say, yeah, the difference between now and five years ago is five years ago, courage. Today, confidence. Wow, that's that's wonderfully said. Uh, Thank you so much for that amazing answer you gave over there. And I'm pretty sure... I can relate with that as well. I feel we have a very similar story. Uh, I and think so. Yeah, I mean, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have you for the second episode as well. And I hope that you wouldn't say no to it because you are already booked for 60, uh, you know, different podcasts. But I should have that first preference. That's what I believe. However, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Don't worry about it. Don't would be too precious about it. But yeah, I would still expect. Anyways, uh, with that being said, uh, any 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 lasting words which you have for the audience, which, you know, you, you want to give from the bottom of your heart? Yeah, because today we are supposed to touch on mindset. I really want to leave people with this tip that helped me get through all these years, um, which is every time I was scared about something new that I was doing, I would repeat over and over again, I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the moment I, I catch myself like spiraling into like, oh my God, I don't, I don't think I can do it. I would just go like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You know, I I literally like hang pieces of paper all over my house 
with something similar, like I can do marketing or like I can land a job paying this much. I, I remember um, I wanted to buy a house and uh, I needed to make 70,000, at least $70,000 to qualify for a mortgage. So I wrote on a piece of paper that I hung to the wall that said, I have what it takes to earn a $70,000 salary. And this is no accounting degree, right? And then during my, my that, at that time, that was a five-day job search. That was the last one. Mm. Um, I had a recruiter calling me to, to fish me out and ask me how much I wanted to make. And because he's just a recruiter, he's not the actual hiring manager. I said, I want to make 70000 I got to buy a house. So this is my number. I'm not settling for anything less because this is my future. It's my finances. You know, I got to make it work. And then he, he goes... I've been in the industry for 10 years. I've been hiring accountants. Um, you don't have an accounting degree and it's not on your resume. Based on my 10 years of experience hiring, you're not capable of making more than $55,000. And honestly, maybe $60,000 if you're lucky, if like somebody wants to pay you even that much. Hmm. And I was like, great, thanks, bye. You know, and uh, wow. I, I was like, I was like, thanks for your opinion, but I'm going to make $70,000. Like, that's what I put on my wall. Usually when I put something on my wall, it comes true because I look at it every day and make it happen. So two days later, I got um, the $80,000 job offer. Yeah. Wow. And I went back to that guy. I said, you thought I couldn't do it. I mean, look at this. No accounting degree. I make $80,000. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't believe what people tell me. Right. I just keep t telling myself, I can do it. I can do it. And I you don't also want to get you down. And you also have the motivator to prove people wrong. So I, I guess yeah, that yeah, yes, yeah. as well, that, I guess. Uh, no doubt. Like that personality thing came in. The moment he said, you can't do it, I, my immediate response is like, oh, yeah, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, of course. Well, that's wonderfully said. And I completely, completely appreciate you sharing that. And uh, Annie, this is this has been a great show, but every good show has to end somewhere. So, you know, one last question, if people wants to get connected with you, and if people wants to search you on internet, how can they get in touch with you? All right. First things first, that special offer I was talking about in the beginning, 10% yeah. off discount on a signed paperback copy of the five-day job search. You can go on annieyangfinancial.com, add the book to your shopping cart, and upon checkout, use the coupon code PERSONALITY, P-E-R-S-O-N-A-L-I-T-Y. And as for where you can find me on social media, mainly I'm on YouTube. You can search on YouTube, Annie Margarita Yang. I should be the one that shows up first. And uh, just last week, I made a TikTok. So I'll be hanging out on TikTok. Username is Annie Yang Financial. Well, that's wonderfully said, uh, you know, that congratulations on your first TikTok, but I'm pretty sure Indians are not going to see that because TikTok is banned in India. Yeah. So uh, apart from that, it, it has been a great episode. And uh, I feel uh, most of the people have got some great wisdom from you. And I really believe that, uh, you know, you are going to be a great individual in the future. You are already great now, but I, I, re I really believe that you have many more heights to touch. So congratulations on that. And with that being said, audience, if you feel that this episode and this podcast adds value in your life, 
then make sure to share it with your loved ones and make sure to share the coupon as well on of personality to get 10% off on the paperback of this amazing book so you know you you have all the things in your pocket make sure to give it to someone else as well and this is the money which is not going to instinct because you are just sharing knowledge so you know make sure to just do that and with that being said thank you so much for listening to this episode this is aditya mehta along with any margarita yang signing off from this episode see you in the next one till then peace out